0: Hey guys, my name is Andrew Miller, and welcome in to episode two of the Orange and Black Podcast. In this episode, we'll break down Campbell Softball's Big South title, recap Campbell Baseball's week, and preview the big week ahead. All of that and more on this edition of the Orange and Black Podcast. Pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that
1: pressure. We don't want to run from it. And we want to enjoy that and embrace it and and fight through the struggle together. <laughs>
0: All right, everyone, before we get started, be sure to subscribe to Orange and Black to get news updates, stories, and behind-the-scenes intel surrounding Campbell Athletics. You can sign up for free or log into a paid subscription to get exclusive access to the Orange and Black Discord chat, where we discuss Campbell Athletics every day and share behind-the-scenes info. Today, I'm joined by fellow Campbell Discord chat member and Campbell alum, Dylan Shanklin. Dylan, how are you doing today? Good.
1: How are you, Andrew? Uh, Thanks for having me on. uh, And want to shout out to all the moms. Happy Mother's Day to uh, all the moms out there, especially uh, the softball and baseball moms. Uh, It's a very big month for them. So uh, uh, thanks for having me on, Andrew.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And congratulations to all the recent Campbell graduates who walked across the stage this weekend and to the softball team who gets to celebrate a little bit later since they were busy winning a big South Conference championship on the road. Um, Before we get into talking about some softball, we're giving away two tickets to the Campbell ECU game on Tuesday. That's out in the jungle, so take that as you will, but uh, follow our Twitter page and follow the instructions there to grab two tickets there and go support Campbell baseball as they look for another top 25 win. With that, let's dive into the Campbell softball team who over the weekend won their third straight Big South Conference title. Defeating Longwood on Saturday in the winner-take-all game, seven to five. That's the Camels' first first time, the first time ever. Campbell was won three in a row, and back in 2008, 2009, they won two titles back to back when they were members of the A-Sun. Since then, they've joined the Big South, and they won in 2021, 2022, and 2023, totaling seven overall conference tournament. Championships for the Camels, Dylan. What did you see over the weekend from the Camels on Saturday and throughout the entire weekend? Uh, I just
1: have to say the resilience. Uh, I mean, the Bulldogs not an easy team to play against. Uh, number one seeds heading in heading into this uh, into this tournament, um, and I, I think they did really well. Um, and I mean, that game deciding and uh, the tournament deciding. Game on Saturday um, was just huge for them, and uh, uh, Claudia Ware was just big. Uh, I mean, I remember when I was back in school, Claudia Ware was just a freshman and um, was kind of getting her uh, wits about her, and uh, now she's kind of just leading this team uh, to an NCAA tournament berth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember during my time at Campbell, my one year uh, working with softball, Claudia Ware was a freshman and everyone was we were just trying to figure out if we should call her Shorty or Claudia or what. And now, you know, it seems like an eternity later. We're both getting old. We graduated at the same time. But, you know, Claudia or Shorty has led uh, Campbell to three straight Big South Conference tournament titles to go along with, as we talked about some last week three straight Big South regular season titles, and they were able to get vengeance against Longwood, who uh, beat them the final two games of the regular season to claim a share of the Big South title. But Campbell gets the last laugh and leaves the Big South on the highest note possible by claiming the regular season and Big South tournament title. Just announced a few moments ago before we hopped on here. Campbell is heading to the Durham Regional for the NCAA tournament. Campbell will join one seed, Duke. They're the number eight overall national seed. So if they win the regional, which we're hoping the Campbells uh, spoil that for Duke, but they will be able to be the home team in the Super Regionals as well. Also in that tournament is Charlotte as the number two seed, who Campbell will face off with in the first game and the four seed in George Mason. So Dylan Campbell is going to be facing Charlotte, who they faced earlier in the season, which had some pretty interesting uh, storyline there. I'll let you touch on that a little bit before as we jump in. Yeah, I mean, they're
1: uh, faced off off against a former Campbell pitcher in uh, Georgina Georgina Anna Barefoot. Uh, That's probably her name. Uh, I mean, she was uh, kind of supposed to be the next pitcher behind Megan Richards whenever Megan Richards left. Um, and then uh, she ultimately decided to uh, transfer to Charlotte. Um, and she, uh, she's she been amazing. She was amazing at Campbell. And uh, she's been kind of that rock solid for uh, to, for Charlotte this year as well. Uh, been that ace for them. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of uh, <laughs> right right where we started uh, getting into this year. Uh, they faced off February 10th, um, Campbell won 6-1 in 12 innings um, up in UNC Charlotte Charlotte Invitational. Um, so I'm interested to see how this is going to go. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a good game. Uh, I think it will be barefoot on the mound for UNC Charlotte. Um, and I'm interested to see who Campbell's going to go with. Um, we have a lot of good pitchers. It might be Isabella Smith. I uh, hope it is. Uh, she's been fantastic uh this year wherever uh coaches needed needed her if it's um saving games or starting games or kind of coming up in the middle um if it gets a little a little dicey so um i think this regionals could gonna be fun we also played duke this year um unfortunately lost twice uh duke came to campbell and the Campbell stampede so uh, I think we'll be looking for a little bit of revenge uh, this year. That was beginning of the season, and I think this team's kind of grown up over the year. Uh, and I think this could be a different Campbell team that uh, that hopefully Duke will see um, if we get along those lines.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, being the number eight national seed means they're pretty good, but you see com- some consistency consistency there as we look at the baseball side, kind of placing teams in regionals and where they are. Campbell comes in as a three seed, which is very respectable. That means they're not, you know, in that just automatic qualifier. We're just sticking you in because you won. I think there was one team that was like 23 and 30 or something. And, you know, that's definitely a sign where, hey, this team just rolled off a couple wins in their conference tournament. Maybe they don't have a lot of business being here, but that's where you get stuck with the four seed but for Campbell, being a three seed, you know, there's some respect there. I mean, most home wins uh, in program history. And then, you know, obviously with Isabella Smith in the circle for you all year, she said the single season mark for wins in Campbell program history as well as the strikeout total that we've talked about in the past. Um, interestingly enough, when Campbell kind of did their, their flop for pitchers, when Isabella Smith transferred in the Campbell after uh, Barefoot went to Charlotte, um the two faced off in that first uh actually the second game of the season and there um Isabel Smith was able to um she tossed twelve innings in game two after tossing three innings in game one and she was able to get eleven strikeouts on a hundred and ninety-nine pitches um while only allowing one hit on one run on six hits throughout the day. That's one of the unique things you see in softball is you know, you even saw it in the tournament. Um, in game one on Saturday, Isabella Smith was pulled whenever, you know, the camels were down, even just by two runs, because you do want to be able to save that arm somewhat for the second game. But that's one of those things, like in baseball, you're not going to have somebody throwing 199 pitches, um, back to back. But obviously that arm motion is a little bit different. And I mean, for Campbell, she's just been solid, um, all year and, and then, and when she broke that record for the most pitches in a single game, um, interestingly enough, she broke it by one total pitch, one ninety-nine, which broke the record that barefoot set the mark for the season before of one ninety-eight. So, and that was in a two to one win over Longwood. So it's all just kind of circling back together with some wins over Longwood, no matter who's in the circle for the Camels. Um so with Yeah, that, it's just kinda um, go ahead. It's it's all kind of full circle. I mean, um, to
1: throw 199 pitches, uh, I want to take my arm off um, after that game. But, I mean, uh, some of these girls just go back right after it and pitch another 99 to 100 to 150 pitches. Um, I mean, to break Barefoot's record, and I think Barefoot broke um, Richard's record. Um, So it kind of goes into that full full circle of – kind of the Campbell pitchers, uh, who's going to be the next one. Isabella Smith has stepped up to be that uh, next Campbell great pitchers. Uh, This program, even though we've seen multiple coaching changes over the years um, has kind of been that pitcher, uh, the uh, pitcher greats, if you want to call it with Richards and then the barefoot and then the Isabella Smith, I can't, this this group keeps on producing great pitchers, and I think Isabella Smith is uh, the next one up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, consistency in the circle is a key to success, especially when you're playing, you know, how the Campbell schedule is set up this year. Normally, you play on Friday night, and then you get a doubleheader on Saturday or, you know, first game on Saturday, doubleheader on Sunday. So you kind of have to have somebody that can be a workhorse and be able to go back-to-back games or, you know, pitch game one and then be ready to go again the next day. Um, And let's also talk about Campbell, who you touched on. The coaching coaching changes is, hey, Sharonda McDonald, two straight titles for the Camels. She goes to Michigan State, brand new coach this year, and Coach Prater comes in, doesn't skip a beat, almost. I mean, you feel like better almost, almost a better season, you know, most home wins as we touched on in program history and then you know have a little bit of a slip up um at the end of the season still win the regular season title but then you know when it matters most you know longwood didn't get a at-large bid to the ncaa tournament so when it matters most when in the tournament and you're there three straight uh conference titles three straight trips to the ncaa tournament and you to see that consistency across the board what are your thoughts there Yeah. I mean, like you said,
1: it's been kind of the next person up. And like you said, McDonald had, had two titles to her name. I know if I remember correctly, her first year was my senior year at Campbell and that kind of was a shaky start. Um, but new coach came in, didn't, like you said, didn't skip a beep said, Hey, let's go win a, win a title. And they did it. Um, uh, kind of lucky for her she got uh claudia or Sh- shorty where um and and this was kind of the year for her and you kind of touched on it earlier we, when she came to campbell she had some good teammates around her and and richards and brie brian and some other names and uh to kind of help her grow as a player and this was her year to kind of step up and she helped her for, uh coach kind of ease into this role and um just kind of be the lead person for this uh.
0: yeah for sure and a lot of times you know when you get a new coach in you know you're always talking about like oh well you got to take some time to let them get their system implemented maybe some of their players i mean right away you see she brings in some great freshman madison gillespie big south freshman of the year i mean I don't know how much more instant impact you can get than with that. Um, so, you know, she's able to work with what she has on the shelf when she walks in and able to add some of her own additions as well. And that just results in another Big South championship. And as Campbell moves to the CAA, uh, Hostra was the auto bid from the Colonial this year. And then obviously Campbell, um, very familiar with UNCW as well, as we've seen in baseball. Um, to go along with that but you know look for the camels to be competitive again i mean you're going to lose a few pieces you would think um with the seniors i don't know exactly how many more covid years we have left i mean i feel like every year everyone gets like an extra covid year still um so but you still have to think there's got to be some consistency there and at least going to compete and hopefully i mean why not make it four straight conference titles as you move into the colonial
1: yeah, I mean, and, and kind of looking at this bracket too. Hofstra got placed into uh, Oklahoma's bracket, uh, which is—I uh, know we were kind of talking in the the ch- chat. We all want Oklahoma. Uh, do we really want Oklahoma? Not so much. Um, but uh, I mean, CAA H- one one bid conference, uh, Big South won one big conf- one bid one bid conference, which I was. I, I thought Longwood maybe would sneak in there, but there's a lot of good teams this year. And um, i kind of looking over this bracket. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun tournament. Um hoping Campbell <laughs> makes it interesting. Uh, it looks like we'll be paired up with the Stanford re- um, side regional, and they have uh, Long Beach State, um, Loyola, California, and Florida. So um, if we get to there, that'll be Regional um for the campbells
0: yeah absolutely and as of right now on ncaa.com the game is slated for friday there's no times left what was kind of frustrating is during the selection show they had at the end of every regional they had for some of them they had the times listed and then for other ones they didn't so at the end of when they were showing the durham regional i had my phone pulled up i was going to take a picture So I could like have the info and then they didn't show it. So, and it still seems to be that way on, um, the official bracket online. So we'll just have to wait and see and see what time, uh, the camels play. But obviously for Campbell fans, I mean, Durham, right up the road, can't ask for much more. I mean, you know, tickets fairly priced NCAA regional. So, you know, on Friday, you have work, don't have work. If you do have work, get a doctor's note. Go see the Camels play. I mean, it's against a Charlotte team that Camels already beat this year and a chance to, you know, get an NCAA win and then see what happens with Duke. I mean, you never know. I mean, softball is a little weird. I mean, you can pitcher can be dealing, shut somebody down. I mean, you saw it, and we'll touch on it a little bit more as we get into the Big South tournament this past weekend. But, you know, Radford's pitcher in, in game one on Saturday, I mean, basically shut us down. So that's all it takes sometimes is to just, have a pitcher that's hot and then shut down the bats and anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, this could get really weird. I mean,
1: um, and these fans are definitely going to travel. I mean, you, you have three teams that have, I mean, four teams, George Mason uh, in Virginia. Um, I mean, all four teams are going to have, are kind of right down the road um, from Durham. So I think this is, this is going to be uh a great regional, and I mean, looking at last year, it kind of got, I kind of got crazy in terms of who made it. So, I mean, anyone, like you said, that anyone could, anyone could make it.
0: All right, guys. Sorry about the little technical difficulties there. Let's jump into the weekend that was for Campbell softball. We've talked about they're heading to Durham for the NCAA regional over the weekend, and really, all in all, I mean, they kind of got down, battled back and forth with USC Upstate to start the tournament. But let's fast forward up to the Big South Championship Saturday. So Campbell had to just win one of two games. Um, as we touched on a little bit earlier, Radford's pitcher—I mean, she just came out and basically—I mean—shut us down for the majority of the game. And you know, sometimes that's all it takes—take all it takes—to get hot and shut a team down. I mean, Campbell obviously has been able to battle back and you know win close games all season, but. You know, Longwood was able to take that first game. But whenever you don't lose in your first two games in the tournament, that's what you get. That's the luxury of that. Right. You don't have to be in that. Oh, we have to win out to win. And that's what happened with with Longwood is they, you know, just kind of ran out of energy and Campbell was able to prevail in game two. So if you want to talk a little bit about what you saw in game two there against Longwood and we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those back-and-forth battles. Um,
1: Longwood is tough, tough to beat. Every single year, they are uh, tough. They are the class of the Big South. I think they'll be the class of the Big South um, for years to come. Um, and, it, and I would just – uh, I would love to ask Claudia Ware or some of the girls, like when Longwood comes to town, you go to uh, – go up to Farmville like what is it like is that the hardest team you had to face all year getting I I believe they would say yes Um, they just seem to have it all in terms of pitching hitting defense um, you name it Longwood um, has it and um, I mean they took the took the early lead um, and then we just came back and uh, we had some big players step up Uh, we had three Campbell's had two hits um and then claudia doing claudia type of things um kind of putting the game on her back and um kind of just doing claudia things and then Isabella smith came in
0: shut the door completely
1: um and that was all she wrote
0: yeah absolutely A a little breakdown so in the bottom of the second longwood took the took the two to one lead um, then in the top of the fourth Sweeney singled up the middle um, to drive in a pair. Campbell retook the lead three to two, um, followed by Savannah White, who reached on a fielder's choice, which pushed another camel run across, making it four to two. Then Longwood, two innings, one inning later, comes back and ties it up. So you're back at square one. And then there you go. Claudia Ware. There she is. Big South tournament MVP doubles to help the Camels take the lead followed by Michaela McLean, who's singled to drive in two more. And then Long was was able to score one more in the sixth. But as you mentioned, Isabella Smith comes in, Big South Pitcher of the Year, game over, save, Camel's champions. That's all she wrote. And as you move into the all-tournament team selections, quality wear, Big, uh, big South Tournament MVP. She batted, I believe, over 500 for the tournament, which is... Pretty ridiculous, even over a four, four game stretch. I mean, that's getting, I mean, that, that doesn't even include her OBP. So, and you know, that's, you see this team all year. They're, they're just kind of like small ball, like let's move them around. But in that upstate game, I believe it was, I mean, she just, she absolutely roped one, like, and Oppo Taco and just, you could see it on her face. First home run of the year. Yeah, she was round in third. She she's she sees coach, and she you could tell she was just like, "Oh my god, I did it!" So awesome moment for her, and a way to cap off her career, and then to be named the tournament MVP. Also on the first team with Claudia was Ty- Tyra Parker, Isabella Smith, who was great the whole tournament, as we mentioned, and Aaliyah Sweeney. Uh, Dylan, what, what were your thoughts on kind of someone who stood out to you? It can be Claudia if, if you want to go there again. Uh, someone who just really stood out for you um during the entire tournament and on Saturday. Uh, I, I mean, not to ride the Claudia Ware uh train,
1: but uh, let's keep it <laughs> let's keep it uh full steam ahead. I mean, like you said, an average like that um is insane uh for a tournament um and probably her op OBP is uh ridiculous um and like you said, when, when she crossed there and saw coach and Claudia, Ware has always been the one to uh, have some great reactions. Um, and I probably have pictures whenever I cover the softball team of reactions of Claudia. And um, yeah, I mean, she's, she's just good. I'm mean, paired that with uh tire Parker and Isabel Smith and Leah, uh, Leah Sweeney. Uh, I mean, if, if Claudia has a bad game, like the, the other three can step up and they have, I mean, they have more. Um They're just kind of well-rounded team and um it showed. I mean, they did take a step back, losing to Longwood, but um when it was uh, ready to go, they stepped up and in that game two, kind of shut the door.
0: Yeah. And let's talk about Jamie Hardy as well. I mean, she comes in at the end of game one just kind of, you know, stabilizer for Campbell. I mean, you're losing, you know, like obviously you do want to come back and win in game one, but you also don't want to just have uh, Kayla Howell or Isabel Smith out there just throwing pitches that, you know, are going to maybe push them out of the second game where you can reset and have a chance to win it. But she, you know, starts game two, throws two innings, um, gives up two runs uh, on three hits, you know, nothing, nothing too bad there. But then, uh, Kayla Howald on her birthday comes in, gets the win. You know, she's like casual, like, give me a ring for my birthday. She tosses, uh, three innings, um, gives, uh, gives up four hits, uh, two earned runs, three, three runs total with one strikeout, you know, but Campbell's still in it. I mean, you see after her performance, Campbell's still in it, retakes the lead, insert Isabella Smith for her fourth save of the year. She tosses two innings. Allows just two hits, no runs, and slams the door for the camels. So, with that, any last thoughts on softball team, other than three straight rings, I mean, we might need to make sure their hands are okay because it's going to be a little heavy over there for like Claudia Ware and some of those people who have been there a couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're starting to look like. Uh, I mean, they're going to Claudia Ware gets another another COVID year or two. I mean. It's going to go look like the softball MJ over here, um, rings on her hand. So, uh, I mean, let's, let's go chase a, a regional ring. Maybe a a regional ring. Who knows? Like, I I think this team is, uh, not to, uh, say anything bad about the previous teams, but I think this team's going to come to play in this regional, um, previous regionals. We kind of just been there to be there. Um, but this team's going to show up and make some noise. Um, I think they're going to give Duke a run for their money and um, UNC UNC Charlotte. uh, I mean, this is going to be a very hard regional, and we're going to make some noise. So Uh, be there Friday, whatever time they post. It'll probably be during the day. And like Andrew said, get your doctor's notes out, take a day off, go up to Durham and uh, cheer on the, the Campbell softball team.
0: Yeah, I love our content team and we're going to have to shoot somebody over there in that office, a, a DM and see if we can get a gif of of quality wear or something with doing a little Michael Jordan, uh, showing off the fingers. Um, but anyway, uh, before we transition in the baseball, I just shout out the coach, uh, Trainer Prater and her whole staff and, and all the girls. I mean, what a, what a great season. And, you know, as they were preaching all year and throughout the tournament, you know, on the clock and the time hasn't hasn't run out yet, right? You know, it, it's still there. So let's hope it keeps sticking all the way to the women's college world series and see what happens. If we, uh, the ladies and and the guys, make it to their respective college world series, I um, might have to find some some funds, or my fiance is gonna be angry at me. So we'll, we'll Yeah, I think happens.
1: we're gonna lose a bunch of money between uh how many times we had to go to Omaha. Um and uh, would you say, Andrew, if softball and baseball make it to a college world series, it's gonna be grease the light poles here in Bowie's Creek? We're gonna be talking about that.
0: Um, yeah, i all I have to say is uh we'll be on the we'll be on the phone asking for some, some moolah from from some people because uh as the old adage would say, whenever Yourself and I first got to Campbell. The creek is rising. Um, anyway, with that, a little getting a little old school showing our age, even though we're not super old, but Dylan and I graduated together for those, uh, who didn't know. And, um, hey, when you start working, that seems like a long, long time ago. Anyway, let's transition into baseball. Campbell Baseball had a three-in-one week. Uh, we'll break down each game um, as we go through it, talk about some RPI implications, what it looks like moving forward with a big matchup coming up in Greenville this week. As we mentioned before, you can get free ticket, two free tickets to that. I'll go over to Orange and Black on Twitter. Secure those for yourself. Uh, we don't have any favorites, so we're just trying to grow the brand, promote Campbell Athletics, and give away some some free baseball in the process. Um, so as we look into last week, Dylan, what are your overall thoughts, good or bad or both, uh, as we look at a three-in-one week for Campbell that started with a 24-5 to win over UNCW. We talked about that earlier in the week. Most runs ever scored against UNCW across 102 games in that long, long series rivalry that will soon become a conference rivalry. On Friday, Campbell was able to secure – a four to three Friday night win over Gardner Webb, followed by a seven to nothing shutout against the running Bulldogs. And then today, Campbell dropped the series home finale four to two. Dylan, your thoughts on the week?
1: I mean, the, it'll start the battle of 421, if we even can, can call that uh, the battle of 421. Uh, I think we shut down that battle for now. Uh, the the phase before um we headed into the CAA uh i think we had some aggression we had to take out um and unfortunately UNCW was wrong place wrong time for them um and i mean we we did so well Jake Murray um it's kind of where did he come from um and he's just been incredible um insane like you said uh most runs scored in in this uh in this series um and kind of the previous uh uncw game was close this one was uh not even close from the get-go um it, it, they <laughs> uncw's picture i'm looking at right now one inning seven hits seven runs um i wanted to understand the game. Yeah, I, I think we all wanted him to stay in the game. Uh, but their coach, very smart coach, um, Campbell out, uh very very smart. Yeah. Oh, Campbell Campbell grad. Ooh, yeah. Um, ouch. Um, yeah. And it just kind of didn't recover from there. Uh, next pitcher came in, two innings, five hits, four runs. Um, then they kind of stabilized it, and then they had a pitcher, uh, a third of an inning, two hits, four four runs, four earned. Um. So just kind of was up and down, very down, very, very down Um, game for them. Uh, Jake Murray, five innings, four hits, three runs, three earned. Um, Just solid. Uh, That's all we needed, solid. Uh, With Lloyd kind of moving into that Friday role to kind of replace Cade. Uh, Hope Cade's feeling better. Hope we'll see him return very soon. Uh he's come in, kind of fill fill that role, hopefully uh, midweek guy. Um, and then we just kind of saw some other pitchers that we normally don't see. Uh, and then Ernie day that we've kind of seen um, in the past came in. Everybody was just solid um, from the get-go, did their job. And, um, I mean, home runs, uh, Belvin, Harold, Nip. Uh, I mean, it was just kind of – feast we feast on the Seahawks. Like.
0: Yeah, if you pull up the box score line, you know, normally it has a scoring summary at the top and it's normally like, you know, three or four lines. You open it up for this one and it's like, oh my gosh, like something exploded on my screen. But that's because Campbell put up 24 runs on just 17 hits. But let's talk a little bit about Jake Murray. I know uh Coach Hare talked about, you know, we saw you know, we had that stretch where we had two back-to-back midweek weeks. You know, we had the uh, Duke-Elon and then the UNC-Elon. And so, you know, you're kind of limited on arms. You know, you, you don't want to pull a weekend guy to throw there. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to. We saw Cummings start one of those games, which is fine. But, like, you don't you necessarily, like, he's better out of the pin. So it, Coach Harrod touched on it. You know, they mentioned on one of the broadcasts that, like, They started Jake Murray just to see, like, hey, we needed somebody to just get us some innings. And he comes out. He throws well in that game. And then against UNCW, I mean, what more can you ask? I mean, solid option. I mean, you want a guy just to get me over guy? Like, can we get through two or three innings normally on a midweek when you're throwing somebody like that? You're like, hey, let's just staff day. Like, let's do one to two innings, see how it goes. But, I mean, comes in, five innings pitch. Like you mentioned, um, you know, get, got touched up a little bit, but you can give up three earned runs when your team scores 24. Like that's a pretty good, pretty good uh, balance. And that's the thing too. Like, Hey, when you're out to an early lead, like, yeah, we can let him ride a little bit longer and go maybe one more inning than if the game, than if it was a two run game, you know, if it was a two run game, maybe you pull him sooner. And then you don't see some of these other guys maybe, but but you do. But in this case, like, hey, let him get some experience and ride it out. Because at that point, what, you're up probably like 10 anyway. I mean, it was pretty ugly early. So um, you kind of knew what the deal was. And then, um, you know, but hey, the guy 4-0 and on the year. I mean, what else can you ask for a guy who you're, oh, man, we just need to throw this guy in here and see if he can work for us. And then, you know, it does work and. Maybe we see Murray in Greenville on Tuesday. Who knows with Lloyd kind of moving around um, and him already facing ECU twice as well. Um, let's move on to the weekend where Campbell faced Gardner-Webb. I mean, look, it's Friday. What does Campbell Baseball do on Friday? They win, right? I mean, that's 23 straight. They win. They win. Series win. Um, crowd, pretty great. I mean, close to a sellout. Uh, you get the fireworks on Friday night. Always popular. Um, but you know, great crowd, look good. Um you know, a little closer than you would you would want on a Friday night. You know, normally even across this twenty three this is crazy to even think about twenty three game streak, you know, normally it's been like, Hey, we just jump out early lead, you know, no it's been uh Keeler, you know, jump out to an early lead, shut him down after like five or six. Maybe just bring like Cummings or Rondon, just slam the door. It's over. No big worries, but it was a little closer. Um, but as we touched on in the chat, these close games where you do win and you learn how to win these close games is going to pay off come June and come the big South tournament and come regional time, hopefully super regional time and maybe beyond, you know, because beating Radford as fun as that game was where we, you know, the weekend where we scored 1800 runs against Radford like it's fun to get all those stats but that doesn't build your character or your figuring out how to win you know mental mindset but you know you would like it to be a blowout every game but a 4-3 win on a Friday night whenever your ace is out and you're you know throwing Lloyd's still very good but you're still figuring out ways to win those four to three ball games and you know figuring out how to come on top.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the, it's one that, like you said, it's it, we have to have those close games at, at some point. Um, it's just going to make this team better. Uh, I know it got kind of hairy towards the sixth inning, uh, Carter Webb taking the lead, um, and then Campbell doing what they always do and remember remembering that they have a, a uh, Friday night streak going, come back and just win. Um, so, I mean, it, like you said, it's we need these close games. We can't have... Radford where we're just beating them <laughs> relentlessly each and every single day. Um, but we had these close wins. It just shapes us to be, to be better when it comes to regionals because it's, it's not going to be easy. I mean, if we're a two seed facing and a three seed, um, day one of regionals, it's going to be a close game. Um, and then you don't know what's going to happen that Saturday. Um, I mean, it's just going to be close and, I mean, these regionals are going to be tough. We're not going to have blowouts. We're going to have close games. So we need to put these guys into close games and see how they come out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be pressure packed. I mean, sometimes you you can see like in that elimination game, it can get kind of gross if you have the four seed, you know, play in like maybe a, you know, a two seed that lost and the two seed is clearly still better than the four seed, but for the most part, and that's, what's crazy about regionals is, Hey, like who do you throw in your first game? If you're Campbell and you're the two seed, like it has to be a situation by situation basis, you know, hopefully you would think for this year, we wouldn't get sent to the best team in the country again, but we'll see, you know, like the NCAA likes to do that, you know, Tennessee, Mississippi state, You know, like, why can't we never be? Yeah, I mean, we're hoping
1: we don't end up in in Winston-Salem, even though I've I've said it. I I want to take back that statement. Um, I don't want to go to Winston-Salem because they just have pitching arms for absolute days. Um, But like you said, where this team has it to where like Cade wouldn't have to start Friday if we had to be in that type of situation. Um, we could win and face the number one seed, and they had to face Cade Kewler on a Saturday, and we can go 2-0. Um, so, I mean, like you said, this team has the depth. I mean, you saw in this game, Lloyd came in five innings, six hits, three earned, um, solid. And then Cummings and uh, the box, box record, five innings, zero hits, five strikeouts. They just came in, shut down uh, Gardner-Webb and any attempt that they had. So, um, like you said, we would hope that we can get to a Friday situation, game one, and K doesn't have to start. Um, And it's good to kind of test these guys to see if we can have that option when it comes to regional.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And really, Dylan, you you think about Omaha as this far-fetched place that's super hard to get to. You know how many games you have to win to get to Omaha? Five. How many? Five. That
1: you and, have to and win three it's in the not regional easy. and then you play
0: a three game series. You know? It, and then it's just you know, and the super regional is it's just a weekend series. And you know what Campbell does in the weekend series opener, so like bring yeah, it on. I mean, but we, the problem he, the problem is is getting out of that regional. And in the past, Campbell's struggle has been hey, we get to the regional final. And then it's like, hey, who do we have to throw, though? I mean, but this team, something people always ask, like, on the broadcast. You hear, like, oh, let well, us Campbell have this different. Like, yeah, it can be like, oh, like, their offense is good or, like, they have that togetherness. But, like, at the end of the day, you have to have people who can throw the baseball, throw it across the plate and get swinging and a misses, get swings and misses. And this team has it. I mean, you see, like, you just went, Box Rucker, like, comes out. I mean, that dude can... He started last year in the Tennessee regional, like, but he's our bullpen arm now. Run last year Sunday starter. So I mean, probably more, you know, it's him and Cummings that are like one, two out of the pen, and you get Run to come in. He can give you, he can give you one shut down inning if you need it, if it's in the ninth. Or we've seen it against ECU. I mean, in Fayetteville, he just came in after Lloyd and was just like, "My ball game." Like, see you later. Like, have a great trip back to Greenville. So I mean, that's something that's a luxury. And then, you know, we can kind of flex that third starting pitcher. You know, we saw O'Brien, we'll get into Sunday, but um he struggled a little bit today. But also, like last year, he was the one who got the save in the Big South tournament. And now he's our Sunday guy, or even earlier in the season, he was just kind of second, third out of the pen. So we have a lot of people we can kind of shuffle around, but that's a luxury, right? You know, something we haven't seen in the past where, you know, in Greenville, you get to that. You, we had to lose two and, you know, we just couldn't, didn't have the depth to do it. But this year, I feel like they do. But, you know, it makes it easy is, Hey, just beat, win the two, three game, beat the one seed in their place and then hope, you know, anything's after there. Then all you have to do is win one more game out of two. And hey, anything can happen. You got to win five games to, to make it to uh, the land of the corn.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of like you talked about last year. We had Tennessee on the ropes. Um, and, uh, you, you can see the fans that they were upset, and um, I will stick to this Tate until a take until the uh, until he makes it to the MLB. Uh, we have messed up Chase Stallander. Uh, for, <laughs> it, I mean, I just want to go ahead and say, it. I mean, we had him on the ropes. We had him out of the game. Um, and like you said, it takes that pitching. Um, I mean ECU has struggled to make it to Omaha because when they get to that pitching, it's just it, it it can get to games where it's just like ten runs to ten to eleven at some point, and you just have to have the offensive depth along with it. So I mean if we if we don't have to pitch our Cade at the first game, we could pitch um Chance or Lloyd or any of these guys, Murray um and then get to that number one seed where we're facing them um on their home turf um and you don't know how Sunday's going to look like we can go 2 and 0 oh into just Sunday and i mean we've seen three three seeds make it it'd be a 2-3 you never know what's going to happen
0: yeah absolutely and let's talk about that offensive component we've touched on the arm sum and the depth there But it almost seems like it's either A or B with this team. Like, it is like, hey, we're hitting that double-digit mark, and yeah, we're leading the team in scoring, or like today, two runs. You know, but not a big math guy, but, you know, that's why it's called an average. You know, you score 24 against Radford, and you score two against, or yeah, 24 against Radford, and you score two today against Gardner-Webb. You know what that equals out to around that median of the run total that we're averaging this season. So, you know, you would hope that your average would be would mean you're scoring ten runs every game, but that's obviously not the case. So, you know, uh, on Saturday, Campbell won seven to nothing. Great outing from from the pen. Um, And then I wasn't able to watch much of that game. I was I was working some, but if you want to touch on on game two briefly, and then we'll talk about today, which I think. Has a little bit more implication on where we're headed and and the outlook for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Chance came back. Um, Good, good to see him back. Um, Five, two thirds, five hits, no runs. Um, And then, like you kind of said earlier, Run came in, said this is my game, my show. Three inning, three and a third inning, zero hits, zero runs. Um, So he kind of shut the show down, um, and. Uh, I think Chandler Riley has uh, woken up because he had uh, two big hits, and then Lawson Harold just decided to hit each ball into the next <laughs> stratosphere and probably into Lillington. Uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, some of those home runs were uh, massive. Um, and so we 7 nothing just shut down Garter Webb. Um, I, I mean, I don't think they even had an extra base hit, um, on the day, and I mean, just good to see Chance come back and and be the dominant two guy, um, that we can rely on, um, each and every Saturday. Um, it just feels good to have a another guy that's just right up there with Cade. Um, this team each and every year has had that second guy step up. It was kind of Cade when. Thomas Harrington was there, um, and then when Alan Allen was there, it was Thomas Harrington. So it's kind of those next guys that steps up and be that is kind of that second ace uh, on the team. So uh, good to see see them, and uh, good to see um, our offense woke up in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, when your Friday Saturday combo is a combined fifteen and one on the season. I mean, what, what else do you want? You know, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, obviously we're winning on Fridays, 23 in a row, haven't lost a weekend series this year. And, you know, big part of that is you win on Friday. All you got to do is win one more. Obviously team is really good. We're all, you know, we talk about it in the chat all the time, kind of disappointed when we don't sweep, you know, but. But I mean, if you see it in the Big South, I mean, if you can not lose a weekend series, you're going to be in pretty good position to be able to claim a Big South title. And for the Camels, it'll be five straight Big South the regular season titles. So you've seen that consistency across five years. Cross out the COVID year; doesn't count. Boo! I like to say it would be six because we would have won it then too. But but we'll go with what the record book says. Let's talk a little bit about. Today, Dylan Campbell drops senior day, home series finale, final home game as a Big South member, 4-2 to two to Gardner-Webb, who had lost nine straight coming into today. But with all the good, there is some bad. So let's talk about what happened today. I mean, straight out of the gate, I mean, bats just weren't there today. Um, I said it earlier in the chat. Like, when we start out hot, when we start out early and it's hot, I feel like it's really, really good. But I feel like sometimes when we hit that lull, like, we don't. I mean, we saw it even on Saturday. Like, we did start out slow, and then they woke up. But, like, and even today, you know, you're sitting there in the seventh, eighth inning. Like, bases are loaded. That's a tragedy in itself we can, we can dive into if we want to. But, you know, like, knocking on the door, but, like, you feel like at any point, like, anybody one through nine can just hit the ball, like, 400 feet. And, you know, like, watch out people on the party decks. Like, like there needs to be multiple yeah. signs out there, like, warning, like, camel bombs coming. I've seen there's a couple out there, but it's very generic. We need a little more uh, fun branding out there. But besides that that point, you know, you feel like at any point someone can just turn on one and and it's a game changer. I mean, you saw in the UNCW game first inning like three home runs for over 1300 feet. Like that's that's a lot of it's a lot of home run ball right there. So, but what did you see today um from the Camels?
1: Uh it, it, like you said it's it's one of those like if we looked at the season schedule and said if we we would be disappointed if we lost any game in the Big South. Um maybe that was a little bit uh ambitious uh for us in the discord chat um but I, I think we we really looked at it and said hey if we lose a game in the big south then what are we doing um i think we backed off in, from that take um because he's i mean big south is always uh crazy in terms of teams get hot teams get cold teams get hot and it's kind of the up and down transition. Um, and like you said, Garda Webb is, uh, had a streak coming in and, um, broke that streak with us. And, um, Cameron O'Brien, he, I mean, he only went, uh, inning in a third a day. Um, we got the short, uh, yank. Um, it's kind of with him. You, you you're going to need runs. Um, he, he does give up some runs. So you're going to need to top, top that. um, if if you want him to succeed or you want this team's to succeed on Sundays, uh, you're going to have to score a lot of runs on Sunday. Uh, it's not like Friday and Saturday where you can probably get away only scoring like maybe three or four runs here or there. Um, Sunday, you're probably going to have to put on the gonna have to wake up. And, uh, unfortunately they didn't, uh, today, Um, we'll get into the RPI dropped us really far in the RPI. Um, but I mean, Ty Cummings came in, did a job. Um, and then, uh, I mean, the staff came in kind of just did their job, but, uh, it was kind of too little too late at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad when your bullpen can come in and retire the final 19 batters and you still don't score. like, and so I'm talking about like this pitching staff. It's deep. Like they can come in in spots and like shut people down. And even we saw our QB on the football team, Wiley Hartley, comes in. You know he's been kind of used in some of that like late game, like we're up by a lot of runs. I mean, two run game. He comes in, and throws two perfect innings, like no hits, no walks, just two one two back to back one two three innings. Like keeps us in the ball game. Followed by Cummings. Once again, like, is that another arm that can be useful down the stretch come regional time? Like, that's awesome. Like, that that's what you want to see. But, you know, baseball is weird. And whenever you're really, really good and peaking at the right time, which is what you're ultimately working towards, is this, you know, final weekend where you're trying to secure a big South regular season title. Big South tournament where you hope you just roll through, not like last year and have to stress about it. You know, hopefully you just roll through, don't have to worry about it, win that. And then, hey, where does the NCAA regional take it and go from there? So, um, that's that. Um, as you, as yeah, you I touched on, go ahead.
1: It's been like the rotation arms in terms of Sunday. I mean, it kind of started with, with, uh, Box Rucker and then it went to Ernie Day and then it went to, uh, I don't know if he got a Sunday start. He probably did. And then um, O'Brien's kind of been the recent one. I think Jake Murray got a Sunday start uh, when we had that kind of weird, weird weekend where we got rained out um, and the schedule got really weird. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of that Sunday slot has been like, who wants to take that third pitcher role where we get into the Big saw tournament, we're gonna need a third pitcher to kind of step up and, and be the guy um because we can't throw Caden on a short rest and chance on a short rest we we don't want that so we want that third guy so um i i, I would believe if we weren't facing ecu um it would probably have been jake murray um there getting that start but uh Believe Jake Murray's gonna get the biggest start of his career on on Tuesday, we would hope. Um but uh yeah, we kinda wash Sunday out and we kinda look ahead.
0: Yep, everything is ahead of this team. Obviously, you don't you know, we have high hopes as as we mentioned the not wanting to lose a big South game. But let's be honest, baseball is weird, you're gonna lose. Some games, but at the end of the day, Campbell's still in first place in the Big South Conference heading into the final weekend, where they'll face off against USC Upstate and Spartanburg. Campbell has a two-game lead there. Um, they sit at twenty-one and three in Big South play, followed by USC Upstate, who's nineteen and five. So basically, if Campbell has to get swept, um, for them to not at least have a share of the Big South title, Campbell can still lose two of the three games which I would find very doubtful to happen, but they can still lose two of the three games and still be have a share of the Big South regular season title, um, which would make it five straight. Um, but obviously, if Campbell wins two of the games, it's all theirs, and they can raise up the trophy for the fifth time in a row. Um, we're going to have to get uh, Jim Perry on the phone again. We're going to have to expand the offices over there to hold all those trophies because you walk in there, there's that table in there. And it's pretty packed. Can't even fit the gear. It's just full of full of trophies and stuff like that. But like we talked about with yeah, softball, doing... what a problem to have, right? Um, so with the loss uh, today to Gardner Webb, Campbell dropped 51 RPI points according to WarrenNolan.com, which today has just been a I don't know if it's. Uh, the internet hates it today, or what, but it's just super slow loading. I tried to load it on my phone multiple times and it didn't work. And then I finally was able to pull it up on my computer. Um, but Campbell dropped 51 points um, today with a loss. Also, speaking on Warren Nolan, if y'all want to, a really cool thing that you can check out is on the days, really any day, but normally it's on when Campbell has a game, go on there, click on Campbell, go to Impact Games, and it'll show you the different uh, RPI impacts for each game. So you can see, um, like, if Campbell was was to win today, I think they were going to gain, like, six RPI points. But if they lost, they obviously dropped um, the 51 points, which is brutal, which is why we cannot wait to get to the CAA. Um, but, Dylan, what's kind of your outlook on the RPI as a whole? Campbell down in the RPI live to 23, still not bad. Um, but a big game coming up this week against ECU, who is in the top 20 in the RPI and a road win. We know means more in the RPI world for at least as much as we can comprehend because anything that NCAA does has a weird, uh, algorithm in it. So we just do our best to break it down, but to our knowledge, um, that's what we know. So, Dylan, what's your kind of outlook? Um, as we head into this week, and then just the RPI as a whole and what Tuesday could do for the Camels.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at kind of what happened today. Um, Wake Forest uh, losing to Florida State, not well. Uh, LSU losing to Mississippi State, so it's kind of the top tier.
0: They lost uh, the series kind of, against Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, and Mississippi State has uh, that whole SEC, um, that's probably a podcast in itself, um, Duke losing Georgia tech today. Uh, so kind of that Duke UConn losing today, um, that those are the teams we're kind of watching to see kind of what happens. Um, but East Carolina did their job. So kind of the top tier, very shaky, but below us, everybody did their job. Um, one games, one series. So, um, I mean, I don't believe we'll move that far. The RPI, I mean, the RPI hurts. Um, Kind of start raising questions in terms of hosting potentials. Maybe, I I don't want to say, it. kind of throws it out the door. Um, We'll have to, I mean, like you said, RPI is weird. So um, I I think it puts us at that very strong two seed um, where we're we're at the bottom, where you want to be,
0: like towards the, 12 to 16 um, seed in there you don't because you don't want to be in that top eight and I mean that's basically saying you're playing the best eight teams in the country in your regional right and that's where gamble likes to end up it seems like as we we talked about earlier um, yeah we don't want to
1: go to Baton Rouge please no or Wake Forest uh, if the NCAA gets a copy of this we do not want to go there we want to go in a regional that we can A that we can travel close um, and pack out a stadium or or, um, somewhere where we could we could win. Um, And I mean, I I could predict, but I mean, we're having teams like Indiana State be in that conversation now of hosting. They lost on Friday. Um, They're done. So good. That means uh, we'll kind of get that perfect picture.
0: Dallas Baptist won swept UTSA and Dallas Baptist is kind of on the fringe there. So they kind of slide into that spot. So, you yeah.
1: Know. And uh, I mean, Kentucky kind of uh, Tennessee, I think Tennessee beat Kentucky twice. Um, South Carolina not doing so well. So we, I would love to go to Columbia for a regional. I think Campbell fans would pack out uh, Columbia and that would be a really good time. So um, I think, all signs recently have been pointing towards Clemson and they did their job this weekend against Virginia tech. Um, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, we could be having this conversation with different teams when it, when it comes time to it. But uh, I mean, we could sit here and predict all day long, but we don't know where we're going. Uh, I I think we just beg and hope that we don't, don't go to Baton Rouge or, Go to Wake Forest, because um, both are scary teams to face in a regional. So, um, we need we need to we need a sweep, uh, upstate to keep that high two seed. And uh, yeah, I think, I think be-
0: um, as we move like Tuesday, I mean, you have ECU and Campbell; they're both like within three to four spot over the past week. No matter. How us moved each day, like Campbell and ECU is within three to four spots of each other. I think Tuesday, both teams are fighting to to host. I think the winner of that game stays in the chance to host. Loser, it's like, hey, two seed. But but then if you are the two seed, it's like, hey, just figure it out and finish out the season strong and just don't get sent to those top four teams and and go from there. So, you know, big game on Tuesday, but it's not like, oh, like end of the season, hey, it's a lot better than some previous years where it's like, hey, we need to win. And we always play in Greenville, like this last midweek uh stretch of the season. And it's like, hey, like we might need to win to be like saving ourselves from not having to win the big South tournament. But this year it's more of like, Hey, we still have a lot to fight for, seeding wise and possible hosting wise, as opposed to, hey, let's make sure we get into the tournament. I mean Let's take a step back and realize what we're talking about here. Like we're talking about Campbell being on the fringe of hosting a regional. Or being a two seed. Like I remember when it Yeah, I mean that
1: we've never had that. I don't think we've ever had that talk before where our name is connected to everybody's dark horse is Campbell to make it to Omaha. Like we could probably say maybe last year where uh they got where it got interesting where where they were like, Oh, Omaha oh, okay, but like this year it's everybody's is connecting us to Omaha. Um, and that's a lot of pressure to put on put on us, but I think and we've kinda all put back that where Omaha's been connected to this team
0: and I think it's been best team best team we've had for years, so yeah, so obviously a big game on Tuesday, but obviously, I mean, Twitter may explode if we sweep uh, ECU in the season series. Um, I it's gonna it's gonna be ugly. I know some some people in our our little circle will uh, be ready to have those fingers a flowing. Um, I'll be there along with uh, one of our other friends in the chat and like we mentioned earlier you can get two tickets for yourself if you head on over to the orange and black twitter and we're gonna have ourselves a ball and i will say as much as as we kind of go back and forth about ec or whatever i mean their ballpark talk about college baseball like that's it's it's pretty great um and i know a lot of people that that work over there um and have some Soon to be family connections. I got a family. My fiance, um, her dad used used to work over there, but you know, great people. Um, and I mean, Clark Leclerc is awesome. The jungle, it's loud. I was out there for that uh, when we played there in the Greenville Regional in 2019. It's fun. It's awesome for the most part. I mean, you're always gonna have some bad apples on Twitter who you have found. Um. For for every fan base. Like there's gonna be some people who are just like super out there and gonna be just like trying to throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks. But like for the most part, they all just love their their baseball team. Just like a lot of the people that are listening to this or in our little uh chat or are on Twitter and actively following it, like same thing. Like we everybody just loves college baseball. Like and it's North Carolina, like there are so many good college baseball teams and they I mean they're one of them and now we're one of them I think it kind of pisses them off that we're we're one of them now um because you know used to they just thought oh we can go down there first midweek of the season when you know they'll throw the best arm but whatever but now it's like hey you you read some of their talk on on their twitter discussions and stuff like that like they need to win this game You know, they want to host, too. Like, we're talking about they want to host. That's, like, the standard for them. Like, this isn't just like a, oh, like, what we have left is blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, we have the Campbell game, and we need to win that and then handle business in the American tournament, which that's a whole other story in itself. Like, they kind of put themselves in that position. But when was the last time that, like, you're looking at a team looking to host and they're looking forward to Campbell coming to town because – We need this to host. Like, we're, it's normally the other way around. Like, we're on the outside looking in, trying to do it. But now we are within four RPI points of each other. And it's a huge implication in the win column, either way. So it's, it's going to be a good game on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. I think, like, I mean, I, when we were in school, it was ECU comes to town, we fill it out, and it's like 19 to five in the fourth. And, For me and you, we have to work the whole entire game, so it's not like we can leave and (laughs) just go back to uh, go back go back home. We had to kind of face the face the music, but this
0: year in the middle of eighteen pitching changes,
1: yeah, eighteen pitching changes later. Um, but this year, I compared to Big Brother, Little Brother in terms of uh, the midweek or kind of the mid majors, um the big brother likes to beat on the little brother and then the little brother strikes back. Um, and we have striking back with a vengeance. And like you said, I think if we beat ECU in the jungle, uh, Bowie's Creek might melt down. Um, and ECU is going to have to face a lot of questions in terms of, okay, we just got swept by season swept by Campbell. Um, they, they've been swept by Houston, uh, Wichita State series, caught them out. Um, so, it's not, I mean, like I've seen on Twitter, and I, I don't want to wish any bad juju, but they've talked about should uh, Godwin leave, uh, which uh, I think between me and you and the whole entire chat, we kind of shake our heads in terms of why would you be asking that question. Um, but it, it like you said, it's a make a break game for them in a different way than it is make or break for us. We want to, because we want to raise that RPI. It's been all year in terms of we come into these midweeks and we need these midweeks to raise up our RPI because the big South RPI is absolutely in the garbage can. Um, So I think we go into the jungle. It's going to be fun. Um <laughs> Like I said, go, go get those tickets. Um, you're going to want to be there for this one. This might be the – it's going to be the midweek game of the week.
0: Um, and I, I, it's going to be close. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good game. And, you know, I mean, it, it, for both teams, it comes down to these final four games. Um, ECU, obviously big game against Campbell, but then they, they play – at home again next weekend to close out the season. I'll have to look up who they have, but, you know, they're still kind of fighting to win the American, and they kind of dove into that um, themselves, like you mentioned, with getting swept at Wichita State, which they just, it seemed like every time they hit the, when they hit the ball hard, um, it just went right to a Wichita State player. And then, you know, they opened up Conference Play. I think that was their first conference uh series of the season and you know they went down to houston they do they absolutely i listen to some of their podcasts they all despise turf which uh they like think is some kind of like bad juju when they come to jim perry stadium but it's whatever like just play baseball on whatever it is and it's everybody i mean we saw the uncw guy who was getting a little dicey about like mound and stuff like that so any hey, anytime you're just uh, taking somebody to school, they're going to look for for some some way to make an excuse. I mean, and they've been looking
1: for excuses all, all year. I mean, they, they're one of the pitchers, Zach Root. They've he faced us. We kind of dealt a number on him. Turned into the Friday starter, um, and now their Friday starter, who's probably been the best kind of like our staff where we've had that next next guy up carter's five he's been that next guy up for them and for some reason they've put him in the rotation or put him in the bullpen um to be that kind of the run type of guy where he's getting multiple innings and kind of closing out the show um and and this ecu team has not been like the the previous ones where you you have that great pitching like it Previous years, it's been Gavin Williams, Carson Carson, Wins and Hunt, and you're like us. You're winning a series. This year, it's kind of been like whoever Goblin's put in, like it was Carter Spivey, and then he's been kind of eh. And then so they put Zach Root in, um, and they they kind of find some stability. Um, and Carter Spivey can be like the Aaron Ron type, where he just comes in, and closes out the show. Um, So we'll probably see him. We'll probably see Ty Cummings, maybe Ty Cummings. uh, If he gets to a situation where we need him, probably see Ron, hopefully Murray. Um, We're going to have the best arms out there. I don't want to hear the whole Twitter thing with best arms and that whole conversation. Both teams will have their best arms out there because um, both teams need it really Outside
0: bad. Outside of, like, we'll Keeler, like, Friday night guys, you would think. But, you know, ECU's been kind of limbo back and forth. But, you know, it can just be injuries, and, and that's the thing. But, yeah, Carter Spivey's definitely, um, as of recent, as of late, he's just been a, out of the bullpen, which is what you saw last year with him, is he just kept – um, he was just, like, a shutdown guy. And, you know, when you get to the end of the year, conference tournaments um, and regionals, it's kind of weird. Like, you just need somebody to throw – and you see, like you saw it with Landon Sims in Arkansas, like back when they played NC State and, and the Supers, like, or sorry, that's that was um, Mississippi State. But, like, you see, you see guys who, like, are traditionally coming out of the pen and they just, like, bring them in and it's like, hey, you're our starter today. Go however far, go as far as you can. Like, we did that with Cummings against uh, Duke, I believe, earlier this season. So it's just kind of – but normally, like, yeah – it's it's going to be whoever's available. I feel like both teams are going to throw it out there. And, you know, there shouldn't be much jabber back and forth. I mean, both teams need to win. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And then when you look at ECU, they are a half game behind Houston in the American uh, Conference standings. And they actually go to South Florida this weekend. I thought they had it at home. So this is going to be the final uh, regular season home game for ECU. Uh, paint it purple is what it says on the website. So, that, that's good. I'm proud of them for wearing purple at a home game. Um, it's really good. Really nice of them to work on their colors there. Um, but, yeah, they go to South Florida this weekend. And ECU this year, I mean, struggled on the road. So, maybe they'll be looking ahead to facing the, the Bulls and taking a trip to Tampa. Um, but we'll see. I mean, one game at a time. We I, all. Need I mean, that.
1: let's let hope so. <laughs> Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, I I highly doubt it. They are going to want to get this win, um, and the fans are really going to want to get this win. Otherwise, there will be mayhem in Greenville, and that's not going to be a great um, taste in their mouth before they head to a regional where they're probably traveling, or they could be hosting. Who knows? Like if they're traveling. I mean losing the Campbell and getting season swept is not going to be the taste they want to have in their mouth to in in the year at home. So
0: we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes, which was a lot longer than I thought we would. So let's close it out. Let's make predictions for the week since, Hey, both of our diamond sports are killing it right now. Uh, We'll start with softball. You can make a prediction and then I'll make a prediction and then we'll do a prediction for baseball. It can be like it might be a little harder to say record for softball this week, but let's just say like, hey, maybe a player does this or like Campbell does this as a whole. But we'll start with softball. I'll let you go and then I'll I'll follow up.
1: Yeah, um with softball. Um I think they'll make some noise. Um I think they'll have Duke in an uncomfortable situation where Dukes going "I had to face a lot of questions, um, and who knows, they might pull it out. But I think they'll have Duke in an uncomfortable situation at the regional, where they might be down one or two runs, and Duke fans are going to be kind of at the edge of their seats because they they really don't want that. So, um, I, I think uh, Shorty Ware will lead this team." past UNC Charlotte. Um, sorry, barefoot. Um, we have to do it to you, but uh, should have stayed at Campbell instead of going to Charlotte, but that's just my, my choice. But uh, I think it'll be, I think they'll have Duke in an uncomfortable. City.
0: Yeah. It's kind of hard to predict when you're going into a regional setting. Um, Super bowl prediction. Uh, we're not going to count this towards my prediction, but Campbell wins the regional. Uh, um, I don't know. It, it's hard, but anything can happen, you know? Um, but I do think, I mean, I think you just, I mean, how a softball is, we talked about like just being able to throw crazy amounts of pitches back to back. I mean, I think you see Smith come out on Friday against Charlotte and in the circle and just come up firing. Um, but also one thing to think about, like they also have seen her for 199 pitches already this season. So. Um, you know, maybe it's a uh, piece it together, but you know, you have three really viable arms that you can throw out there. Um, but my prediction is Campbell's going to, yeah, beat Charlotte. And then, Hey, what happens against Duke happens against Duke. And the good thing is, is it's close to home and people can come out and support. Um, we'll keep an eye on those links for you. Obviously, um, we will have all the information for you. And. Um at GoCamels SP on Twitter. Tristan Elliott, shout out to him. He's one of both of our former uh, co-workers. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. And Dylan, I'll let you make your prediction for baseball. And we as we try to round out this uh, podcast, someone just asked a question on Twitter. So I will read that and I'll bring it back to you, but make your prediction for a baseball team this week
1: um i please, i hope the chat or anybody doesn't hate me uh, i think we'll definitely be ecu um i i think that's just a given we're gonna go out there and it's <laughs> we're gonna want to win that game um uh, we're not gonna be lackluster i think we will be ecu in the jungle um and i think the End up on old Texas I suppose later. I hope not, but I, I, we will beat ECU in the jungle, and I think it'll be a, a, a season sweep. Uh, upstate, um, it, it's one of those where, like, if we get into a Saturday situation where we've beaten them Friday, Saturday, are we gonna kind of let off the gas a little bit? I hope not. Um, I think they're gonna want to sweep out to end the season, so. Um, I'm I'm gonna go for the sweep against Upstate. I think they're just gonna want to put that on their record at the end of the year, and I think they'll uh, they'll be taking the Big South title with uh, three wins against Upstate and take that onto the onto the tournament. What do you think, Andrew?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think this week um, I'm gonna go with baseball team to sweep um, at Upstate. Hopefully it's just a week full of brooms and you sweep ECU for the season series and then uh head down to Spartanburg. I'm trying to look at it now, but um I feel like Campbell has just had upstate's number ever since they've joined the big south. Um, which, you know, coming in when they first joined, it was like, Oh, upstate, like upstate's really gonna be contending. And we just kept like shoving them back a little bit and saying no. Um, yeah, last year we swept them. And then in 2021, we won two out of three. So, like, it's 2020 is the year of of sadness for everybody in the United States, so we won't look at that. They didn't even play that year anyway. And then they only played twice in 2019, and we split that. So, overall, yeah, I I say Campbell sleeps this weekend against USC USC Upstate. And then, hey, Big South tournament time. And we go from there. All right. Dylan, question from at I I, state live for this twenty eight on Twitter. Campbell alum, how many baseball arms do you trust to get us to get outs at a regional? I'm going with seven. Also dropped it in the chat. We talked about Ooh, this a little bit already.
1: Um yeah, I think seven. Uh seven's a, a good number. Uh I think K chance um Jake Murray. Uh Ty Cummings, Run, Box Rucker, Ernie Day. Um no, nah, I'll go eight. I'll put Whitley in there just to be different. I think Whitley could be able to get you an out in like a third um a third of an inning so i i I had to say eight um if you're in a where you're facing the four seed you could put whitley in there but i think uh for facing the three two or one seed uh, i'd say seven define a definite arms where uh hair could put
0: in at any point to uh he feel comfortable again now yeah just looking at the stats i'm just going down uh kate keeler chance Hunter Lloyd, um, Jackson Roberts,
1: got I forgot to put Lloyd. I am so sorry, Hunter Lloyd. I forgot about you. Hunter, yeah, I mean, Yeah, yeah, the sash is gonna haunt me. Please, I'm so sorry, Hunter Lloyd. I, I would okay. Then I would put nine. Um, putting Hunter Lloyd in there. Um, I mean, it's deep. We nine arms. I don't think I've ever. Maybe five in like previous years, but we have nine arms that Coach Hair could put in there to get you a out in a regional and not feel like not feel scared. So I mean, Jackson Roberts in there too. I, I know we haven't thrown Daniel Brown much, but I mean, Daniel Brown, you get him in in a third. I mean, you could. I don't know. Uh, that that fastball is deadly. I wouldn't want to face that fastball, but I mean, that fastball you put them would in the third. 30- yeah, uh, yeah, I think if you put them in a four seed situation, like I don't think any of those four seeds uh, in a mid major uh, conference way below ours, I don't think they would like to see uh, almost topping a Hondo. Uh, I wouldn't.
0: Yeah, so going back through, I'm just looking at the stats. You have Cade, Keeler, Chance, Hunter, Jackson Roberts, quality out of the pen, Aaron Rund. Trying to be conservative here. Ty Cummings, Jake Murray as a starter slash bullpen guy, Cade Boxrucker, Cameron O'Brien, Ernie Day. And then, yeah, I mean, as of late, you have Wiley Hartley. Um So... I mean, that's that's 11. I mean, if we want to squeeze it down, like starter-wise, we got Cade, Chance, Hunter, um, Box, if you need to, O'Brien started, and then Jake Murray. I mean, that's six arms that you can throw out there to start. And then if you add Cummings, I mean, he started this year if you need to in a spot start. So, I mean, you're anywhere from four solid starters to – Six starters you can really rely on, and then anybody outside of the pen after that. I mean, and then you have some other guys like Jeremy Wagman. He's come out of the pen some in some big games this year as well. You mentioned Daniel Brown, who, um, I mean, who can just throw a ball through a wall. Um, and then yeah, I don't even know if I said Ernie Day. I mean, end of the day, like, let's see what I did their day. Either way, like, this team is deep. And when you really look at it, I mean, we just named off 11 guys that you would trust to, and the question was, can get outs, not like go three, three innings, no hits, no runs. Like if we need to get outs, like if you need to bring a guy in with, when, when we're kind of in a jam, like that's 11 guys you can really choose from to go along with some other one. I mean, not to say that any of these other guys, like you can't, I mean, Garrett Kangas has thrown a good amount for us, um, this year as well. So. I mean, let's just sort by innings pitched. I mean, yeah, I mean, the person who's kind of like where there's a big drop off, you have Wagman. He's pitched 16.2 innings this year. And then after that, you have Wiley Hartley, who's at 9.1. So, I mean, really, that's, yeah, like 11, 12 guys that have really given you some quality work out of the, either starting or out of the pen. So your answer, I would say eight that I would. Uh, die die on that sword for and then you know pushing it to 11 if you need to so like we touched on earlier like the depth pitching staff is there which we haven't seen recently so that's good all right dylan any last thoughts before we round out minute number 90 we're closing in on 90 minutes what do you got uh everybody subscribe uh uh I- and
1: uh, like my favorite podcast say, uh, go comment on Spotify. We'll go. Uh, we'll go look at those. Um, but yeah, thanks, Andrew. Um, everybody, please make it out to the jungle. Uh, we want to make this uh, packed out. Not just the ECU fans because they keep on packing us out. Uh, we want to pack out their stadium too um, and make it a true rivalry game. On, uh, I know Coach Hare is going to want everybody out there. Uh it's the probably the biggest I would say the biggest game of the year almost. Uh you can probably put the U- U- UNC game up there, but go pack out the jungle uh and roll humps.
0: Yeah, big big week this week. So this is your timeline for the week. You're gonna listen to this podcast on Monday, then on Tuesday you're gonna go to the ECU game. Wednesday you're gonna hype yourself up. Uh, well, you're going to be celebrating a Campbell win on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, you're going to prepare yourself for the regional on Friday. And then on Friday, you're going to go watch the softball team play, beat Charlotte. And then you also have Campbell on the road all weekend. So get your ESPN Plus ready. um, Pull it up on your phone and your TV at the same time. So you can watch all the Campbell's wins. But as Dylan said, be sure to like and subscribe to Orange and Black. You can sign up for free subscription and get access to all the articles online. Or if you want to hop in the discord chat and get all the inside information and just talk about Campbell athletics pretty much all day long. You can jump in and out if you want, but there's normally something going on every single hour of the day. We do sleep. Um, but yeah, join, uh, keep sharing on social media. Um, we're, at the end of the day, we're just trying to grow the Campbell brand and, and obviously winning that d- helps with that. And our teams are doing a great job of that as well. So for Dylan Shanklin, I'm Andrew Miller. Thank you for listening to episode two of the Orange and Black podcast. Have a great weekend. Go Camels.